It is Sunday, April 10th, 2016. This is U62 The Targ. Let's do it. As we say in the radio business, if you put that on the radio, people will listen to it. All right, here it comes. Anyone who isn't dead or from another plane of existence would do well to cover their ears right about now. Why? What a little tiny microchip deep inside some electronics. Broadcasting to the world through the miracle of the internet. Ladies and gentlemen, this is U62, the TAR. Now your host, a man with a lifelong dream of getting paid to do this, Mark Pappas. On this week's show, revisiting The Force Awakens, reactions to the Rogue One trailer, and a Marvel update. It's episode 9.05, just another Saturday. So sit back, relax, grab yourself some warm root beer and a towel that's oh so fluffy. U62 the Tar, you're in for something special. Enjoy the show. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Mark Kapp is here. Welcome to this week's episode of the Targ. And oh, I am oh so happy. The Force has come home. Star Wars The Force Awakens is now on Blu-ray. Thanks to Blu-ray, I have watched it twice more now. And I'm still enjoying The Force Awakens. I'm so thrilled. It came out back on Tuesday, but I pre-ordered my copy on Amazon and I paid the extra shipping so I'd get it the day it comes out. But when you do that with Amazon, sometimes they mess up and you get it a day or two before it actually comes out. So although it came out on Tuesday, I got my Blu-ray on Monday. Oh, and it's so good just watching it again and again. You know, when I first watched it on Blu-ray, I took to Facebook and I said, Haha, now I can experience The Force Awakens the way I experienced the original trilogy in my jammies on the couch. And one of my friends piped in, Really? You never saw any of the original trilogy in the theater? You're not that much younger than me, are you? So let me take a moment here to answer this. Star Wars came out in May of 1977. I was born in July of 1977. Star Wars is two months older than me. I never saw any of the original trilogy in the theaters. I didn't get to see it in the theaters until the special editions came along in 97. So, yeah, my memories of Star Wars when I was a kid are of watching it on this new technology called VHS over at Friends Places. I remember the toy commercials, but I didn't have any of the toys. So, yeah, those are my memories of Star Wars from when it first came out. In fact... As I've been cleaning out my childhood bedroom and getting ready to finally move out like my mother wants me to, I found my earliest piece of Star Wars merchandise. When I was six years old, the first grade, at the Scholastic Book Fair, I got the storybook adaptation of Return of the Jedi. So yeah, that is my oldest piece of Star Wars merchandise. I love it to bits still. I read that book cover to cover. I remember renting Return of the Jedi on VHS. You know, I would always fall asleep in the middle. So I, it was a long time before I saw Return of the Jedi to the end. So yeah, now I can do the same with The Force Awakens. And I'm still loving it. I still love it so much. Yeah, I see some of the complaints. You know, some people say Rey is too much of a Mary Sue. You know, how can she instantly know how to fly the Millennium Falcon? 
Well, my defense to that is we've seen her crawling around all those wrecked spaceships. She's familiar with that junkyard. She's probably been goofing around with the Millennium Falcon enough that she knows it inside out and backwards. So yeah, she could probably figure out how to fly it. And you know, but people don't complain about Luke. I always had a problem with the first film, Star Wars A New Hope. You know, Luke Skywalker, they just drop him into the X-Wing fighter, and oh, he's this ace master pilot. Now, you're probably saying, oh, yeah, but there was lines of dialogue establishing. He was already a pretty good pilot. He was a bush pilot. That's my thing, though. You know, he's a bush pilot. Look at the bush pilots of today. They're flying things like single-engine Cessnas and twin otters. You put them behind the stick of one of the most advanced jet fighters out there today, they would probably be a little confused and have no idea what the heck is going on. I think the same thing about Luke. Okay, yeah, he's a bush pilot, but his T-16 Skyhopper is probably the Star Wars equivalent of a twin otter. You put him in the cockpit of the X-Wing, or probably its present-day equivalent, the F-22 or something like that, Luke would probably be baffled. So, I know, one of back in college I raised this point, and there was this one guy, well, you know, according to the expanded universe, the T-16 Skyhopper and the X-Wing fighter are made by the same company, and they have the exact same cockpit layout. B.S. All that stuff is out the window now anyways because, you know, Disney has said that doesn't exist anymore. So I always had problems with Luke being able to just instantly master an X-Wing. So if I can forgive Luke, I can forgive Ray. So uh, I just still love that ending, though. I still well up a little bit, you know. I'm just so glad to see Luke Skywalker again. And I can hardly wait to see where the saga continues in Episode 8. You're listening to Mark Kappas. It's clear to all of you that I am awesome. On U62, The Targ. Speaking of Star Wars, we also got our first trailer this past week for the first spin-off film, Rogue One, A Star Wars Story. This tells us the often talked about but never seen rebellion mission to steal the plans to the Death Star. Now, I will admit... I got a little bit of trepidation towards this one because we are kind of veering into expanded universe territory now, you know. Without any familiar characters in there for us to get behind or root for, essentially they are creating an all-new Star Wars universe here. But, you know, there's some great imagery in the trailer. We see the Death Star nearing construction. We see some funky new stormtroopers. We see the Imperial Walkers again. But you know what? I'm just, uh, I'm not as excited as I was for Episode 7. You know, we don't have any big payoff moment in the trailer like, Chewie, we're home. But here, let, let me play some clips for the trailer for you. State your name for the record. Jin Erso. Forgery of Imperial documents. Possession of stolen property. Aggravated assault. Resisting arrest. On your own from the age of 15. Reckless, aggressive, and undisciplined. This is a rebellion, isn't it? I rebel. We have a mission for you. A major weapons test is imminent. We need to know what it is and how to destroy it. Is that clear? Yes, sir. What will you do when they catch you? What will you do if they break you? If you continue to fight, 
Now, don't get me wrong. There's a lot of good stuff to like there. You know, maybe I'm still hung over from all the Force Awakens hype, but when it comes to this, you know, I'm not as excited as I was, you know. I'm guessing this will be like, you know, when the prequels. The hype for The Phantom Menace was ridiculous, but after that, things kind of leveled out. So I think we're going to see that with The Force Awakens, you know. All the hype for that was the biggest hype, but now things are going to level out. We're going to be calmer now for the rest of the decade. Lots of great talent, though, behind um, uh, Rogue One. Our heroine there, Jin Erso, who we heard there in the trailer. Uh, she's played by Felicity Jones. We got Mads Mikkelsen, who was Hannibal on Hannibal. Oscar winner Forrest Whitaker is in there. Hong Kong action legend Donnie Yen. Wash from Firefly, Alan Tudyk. They're all in there. They are part of this ragtag band of rebels going behind enemy lines to find the Death Star plans. Uh, the director is Gareth Edwards, who did the Godzilla reboot back in 2014. I kind of like the Godzilla reboot, so... I have hopes for this. You know, and that's the thing. I do have hopes, but I'm not just absolutely psychotic nuts for it. So don't get me wrong. I'm still going to be there opening weekend. But you know what? I really don't quite know what to think of this yet. This is this is untold territory for the Star Wars universe. So it's best to approach it with cautious optimism. You're listening to Mark Chavis. Go do disgusting things to that boy. On U62. <laughs> The Let's see what else happened this past week that I feel like babbling about. Ooh, we got some Marvel news. Uh, the next Marvel heroes that are going to be getting a TV show are Cloak and Dagger. These two mutants who have helped Spider-Man on the streets of New York City and occasionally have their own title getting their own TV show. We got Cloak. He's got his Cloak of Darkness that allows him to teleport and suck things into his dark dimension. And Dagger, who can throw daggers of light. Uh, kind of interesting about this one. It's going to be on one of Disney's uh, family cable channels. It's called Freeform, formerly known as ABC Family. And they're saying they're kind of going for a young adult feel. So, I don't know, could be interesting. You know, my only thing is with Marvel, we're going to get so much so quick that eventually it's going to collapse under its own weight. People have been saying that about superhero films in general for about five years now, that, you know, this is a fad that will eventually run its course. And I can see that, you know, it's like Westerns. Eventually they went away. Cop movies back in the 80s, if essentially they went away. Right now it's just superheroes time. So yeah, eventually it will go away. So we should enjoy what we're getting while we can. So Cloak and Dagger, bring it on. Uh, they don't have anyone cast yet. They don't have a showrunner yet. They just said it's a coming. So I will keep you posted. And also this past weekend, uh, they have lifted the moratorium on Captain America Civil War reviews. Uh, that comes out Ooh, in just like three or four short weeks, and it looks amazing. The reviews so far have been amazing. One review I was reading says it's like Batman v Superman done smart. I mean, with Iron Man and Captain America, we've had like seven or eight films now to get to know these characters. So that means when they fight, it has a lot more weight. And from the reviews I've read, they say the argument is so balanced, you're able to see both of their points of view that when they do come to blows, it's just heartbreaking. So looking forward to that. Of course, this introduces Black Panther to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Everyone's saying he is awesome. It introduces the latest reboot of Spider-Man. Everyone says Spider-Man steals the show. So yeah, Captain America Civil War looking like it's going to be good. So yeah, two or three more weeks until that one comes out. So ah, I can hardly wait. Everything's 
better with Mark Tappas. Crime has gone down, productivity is up, and ratings for Doctor Who are through the roof. Mark Tappas on U62, The Targ. Anywho, let's do the song of the show, shall we? Why'd you come in here looking like that in your cowboy boots and your painted on jeans? All decked out like a cowboy's dream. Why'd you come in here looking like that? Here comes my baby, dragging my heart behind. He's driving me crazy. Who says Parton, why'd you come in here looking like that on U62 The Targ? My apologies, I just had to get that out of my system. Something going on in my day job. One of my ongoing missions is to try and add a few more oldies to the library because there are some artists, they're just such gigantic names in the country music field that they deserve to be acknowledged, such as Dolly Parton. So I've been trying to track down some Dolly Parton, but I've been told to cool my jets because we're getting ready to switch to a new computer system and stuff like that. But that all got me in the mood for some Dolly Parton. And now we're coming to the end and I'm wondering what to do with the rest of my weekend. You know, I got Star Wars on Blu-ray. I got all the Batman movies a few weeks ago, so I want to start plowing my way through those. But I just might go see a movie because Disney's Zootopia is still playing. I love Disney animation and Zootopia has been getting such phenomenally good reviews that I'd like to go see it before it's out of theater. So maybe I'll go see that as well to finish off my weekend. I don't know. There are just so many options available to me. But all I know is I'm not going to get to them as long as I'm here recording a podcast. So I think that'll do it. I'm Mark Kappas. This has been the Targ. I will see you next time. And this brings us to the end of another exciting episode of the Targ. Don't forget you can download a new episode of the Targ 
every week at chaosinabox.com. The Targ is written and produced by Mark Tappas under the watchful eye of 42 Star Wars action figures. The Targ is a Chaos in a Box production. That's all there is. There isn't any.